chapter 7 this chapter is about wonderful incarnation behavior of sai baba his yogic practices his all pervasiveness and mercy leper devotee service master kapati's play case and going to bandarpur wonderful incarnation sai baba knew all yogic practices he was well versed in the six processes including dauti that is stomach cleaning by a moistened piece of linen 3 and a half inches in breadth and 22 and a half inch in length kanda yoga that is separating limbs and joining them again and samadhi etc if you thought that he was a hindu he looked like a yavan if you thought him to be a yavan he looked like a pious hindu no one definitely knew whether he was a hindu or a mohammedan he celebrated the hindu festival of ram navmi with all due formalities and at the same time permitted the sandal procession of the mohammedans he encouraged wrestling bouts in this festival when the gokula ashtami came he got the gopal kala ceremony duly performed and on eid festivals he allowed the mohammedans to say their prayers that is namaz in the masjid once during a moharam festival some mohammedans proposed to construct a tazia or tabut in the masjid keep it there for some days and afterwards take it in procession through village sai baba allowed the keeping of the tabut for 4 days and on the 5th day got it removed from the masjid without the least compunction if you say that he was a mohammedan his ears were pierced that is had holes according to hindu custom if you thought that he was a hindu he advocated the practice of circumcision though according to mr nana sahib chandorkar who observed him closely he was not himself circumcised in article in sai leela on baba hindu kiyavan by bv dev in page 562 if you call him hindu he always lived in the masjid if mohammedan he had always the duni sacred fire there and the following things which are contrary to mohammedan religion that is grinding on the handmill blowing of the conch and bells oblation in the fire bhajan giving of food and worship of baba's feet by means of argya that is water were allowed there if you think that he was a mohammedan the best of brahmins and agnihotris leaving aside their orthodox ways fell prostrate at his feet those who went to make inquiries about his caste were dumbfounded and were captured by his darshan so none could definitely decide whether sai baba was a hindu or a mohammedan there is no wonder for he who completely surrenders himself to the lord by getting rid of his egoism and body consciousness thus becomes one with him and has nothing to do with any questions of caste or nationality baba saw no difference between any two castes and even between beings he took meat and fish with fakis but did not grumble when dogs touched the dishes with their mouths such a unique and wonderful incarnation was sai baba on account of the merits in my past birth i had the good fortune to sit at his feet and enjoy his blessed company the joy and delight i derived therefrom was incomparable in fact sai baba was pure anand and consciousness i cannot sufficiently describe him his greatness and uniqueness he who took delight at his feet was established in his own self many sanyasis sadaks and all sorts of men aspiring for salvation came to sai baba he always walked 
talked and laughed with them and always uttered allah malik that is god is the sole owner he never liked discussion or disputation he was always calm and controlled though irritable at times always preached vedanta and nobody knew till the last who was baba princes and poor people were treated alike by him he knew the inmost secrets of all and when he gave expression to them always surprised he was the repository of all knowledge still he feigned ignorance he also disliked honor such were the characteristics of sai baba though he had a human body his deeds testified to his godhood all people considered him as a god in shirdi behavior of sai baba ignorant that i am i cannot describe baba's miracles he got almost all the temples in shirdi repaired through tatya patel the temples of shani ganapati shankar parvati village deity and maruti were put in order his charity was also remarkable the money he used to collect as dakshina was freely distributed rupees 20 to some rupees 15 or 50 to others every day the recipients thought that this was pure charity money and baba wished that it should be usefully employed people benefited immensely by having baba's darshan some became hale and hearty wicked people were turned into good ones leprosy was cured in some cases many got their desires fulfilled without any medicine being put in the eyes some blind men got back their sight and some lame ones got their limbs nobody could see the end of his extraordinary greatness his fame spread far and wide and pilgrims from all sides flocked to shirdi baba had his asan near the duni and always rested there he sat there in meditation sometimes without a bath he used to tie a small white turban on his head and wear a clean dhota round his waist and a shirt on his body this was his attire in the beginning he first practiced medicine in the village he examined patients and gave medicines he was always successful and he became famous as a hakim that is doctor a curious case may be narrated here one devotee had his eyes quite red and swollen no doctor was available in shirdi the other devotees took him to baba In such cases other doctors would use ointments anjans cow's milk and camphorated drugs etc Baba's remedy was quite unique he pounded some biba that is some carpus anacardium that is marking nuts and made two balls of them and thrust them on in each eye of the patient and wrapped a cloth that is bandage around them next day the bandage was removed and water was poured over them the inflammation subsided and the pupils became white and clear though the eyes are very delicate the bipa caused no hurt but removed the disease of the eyes many such cases were cured this is only one instance in this regard baba's yogic practices baba knew all the processes and practices of yoga two of them will be described here dautik kriya or cleansing process Every third day Baba went to the well near Banyan tree at a considerable distance from the masjid washed his mouth and had a bath on one occasion he was seen throwing up his intestines clean them inside out and place them on a jam tree for drying there are people in Shirdi who have actually seen this and who have testified to this fact 
Ordinary dhoti is done by a moistened piece of linen 3 inches broad, 25 and a half feet long. This piece is gulped down the throat and allowed to remain in the stomach for about half an hour for being reacted there and then taken out. But Baba's dhoti was quite unique and extraordinary. Next, Kanda Yoga. In this practice, Baba extracted the limbs from his body and left them separately at different places in the masjid. Once a gentleman went to the masjid and saw the limbs of Baba lying in separate places. He was terrified. He first thought of running to the village officers and informing them of Baba's being hacked to pieces and murdered. He thought that perhaps he would be held responsible as he was the first informant and knew something of the affair. So he kept silent. But next day, when he went to the masjid, he was very much surprised to see Baba hale and hearty as before. He thought that what he had seen the previous day was only a dream. Baba practiced yoga since his infancy and nobody knew or guessed the proficiency he had attained in it. He charged no fees for his cures, became renowned and famous by virtue of his merits, gave health to many a poor and suffering person. This famous doctor of doctors cared not for his interests but always worked for the good and welfare of others, himself suffering unbearable and terrible pain many a time in the process. One such instance I will relate now which will show the all-pervasive and the most merciful character of Sai Baba. Baba's all-pervasiveness and mercy. In the year 1910, Baba was sitting near the duni on Diwali and warming himself. He was putting firewood into the duni, which was burning brightly. A little later, instead of pushing logs of wood, Baba pushed his arm into the duni. His arm was scorched and burnt. This was noticed by the errant boy Madhav and also by Madhav Rao Deshpande alias Shama. They at once ran to Baba and Madhav Rao clasped ba- Baba by his waist from behind and dragged him forcefully backward and asked, Deva, why you done this? Then Baba came to his senses and replied, The wife of a blacksmith at some distance place was working the bellows of a furnace. Her husband called her, forgetting that her child was on her lap. She got up hastily and the child slipped into the furnace. I immediately thrust my hand into the furnace and saved the child. I do not mind my arm being burnt, but I am glad that the life of the child is saved. Leper Devotee's Service On hearing the news of Baba's hand being burnt from Shama, who is Madhav Ravdesh Pandey, Mr. Nana Sahib Chandorkar accompanied by the famous doctor Paramanand of Mumbai with his medical outfit, consisting of ointments, lint, bandages, etc., rushed to Shiradi and requested Baba to allow Dr. Parmanand to examine the arm and dress the wound caused by the burn. This was refused ever since the burnt arm was dressed by Bagoji Shinde, a leper devotee. His treatment consisted of massaging the burnt part with ghee and then placing a leaf over it and bandaging it tightly. Mr. Nana Sahib Chandurkar solicited Baba many a time to unfasten the bandages, get the wound examined, dressed and treated by Dr. Paramanand with the object that it may heal fast. Dr. Paramanand himself made similar requests but Baba postponed it by saying that Allah was his doctor and did not allow his arm to be examined. Dr. Parmanan's medicines were not exposed to the air of Shirdi and they remained intact, but he had the good fortune of getting a darshan of Baba. 
Bagoji was allowed to treat the hand daily. After some days, the arm healed and all were happy. Still, we do not know whether any trace of pain was left or not. Every morning, Bagoji went through his program of untying the bandages, massaging the arm with ghee, and tightly bandaging it again. This went on till Sai Baba's Samadhi. Sai Baba, a perfect Siddha as he was, did not really want this treatment, but out of love for his devotee, he allowed the upasana or service of Bagoji to go on uninterrupted all along. When Baba started for Lendi, Bagoji held an umbrella over him and accompanied him. Every morning, when Baba sat near the post close to the duni, Bagoji was present and started his service. Bagoji was a sinner in his past birth. He was suffering from leprosy. His fingers had shrunk. His body was full of pus and smelling badly. Though outwardly he seemed so unfortunate, he was really very lucky and happy, for he was the premier servant of Baba and got the benefit of his company. Master Kapade's Plague Case I shall now relate another instance of Baba's wonderful Leela. Mrs. Kapade, the wife of Mr. Dada Sahib Kapade of Amaravati, was staying at Shiradi with her young son for some days. One day, the son got high fever, which further developed into bubonic plague. The mother was frightened and felt most uneasy. She thought of leaving the place for Amravati and went near Baba in the evening. When he was coming near the Vada, now Samadhi Mandir, in his evening rounds for asking his permission, she informed him in a trembling tone that her dear young son was down with plague. Baba spoke kindly and softly to her, saying that the sky is beset with clouds, but they will melt and pass off, and everything will be smooth and clear. So saying, he lifted up his cuff knee up to the waist and showed to all present four fully developed bubos, as big as eggs, and added, See, how I have to suffer for my devotees. Their difficulties are mine. Seeing this unique and extraordinary Leela, the people were convinced as to how the saints suffer pains for their devotees. The hearts of the saints is softer than wax. It is softened and out as butter. They love their devotees without any idea of gain and regard them as their true relatives. Going to Bandarpur I shall now close this chapter after relating a story illustrating how Sai Baba loved his devotees and anticipated their wishes and movements. Mr. Nana Sahib Chandorkar, who was a great devotee of Baba, was Mamlatar at Nandurbar in Kandesh. He got an order of transfer to Pandarpur. His devotion to Sai Baba bore fruit. As he got an order to go and stay at Pandarpur, which is regarded as the Bhuvaikunta, that is heaven on earth, Nana Sahib had to take immediate charge, so he left for the place without even writing or informing anybody at Shiradi. He wanted to give a surprise visit at Shiradi. His Pandarpur, see and salute his Vitoba, that is Baba, and then proceed further. Nobody knew of Nana Sahib's departure for Shiradi, but Sai Baba knew all about this, as his eyes were everywhere, and he is omniscient. As soon as Nana Sahib approached Nimagon, a few miles from Shiradi, there was a stir in the masjid at Shiradi. Baba was sitting and talking with Mal Sapati, Appa Shinde and Kashi Ram. When he at once said, let us all four do some bhajan. The doors of Pandari are open. 
let us sing merrily then they began to sing in chorus the power of the song being i had to go to pandarpur and i have to stay on there for it is the house of my lord baba sang and the devotees followed him after a short while nana sahab came there with his family prostrated before baba and requested him to accompany them to pandarpur and stay with them there this solicitation was not necessary as the devotees told nana sahab that baba was already in the mood of going to pandarpur and staying there hearing this nana sahab was moved and fell at baba's feet then after getting baba's permission udi and blessings nana sahab left for pandarpur there is no end to baba's stories but let me now stop here reserving for the next chapter other topics such as importance of human life baba's living on arms bai jaba's service and other stories bow to shri sai peace be to all